Welcome to another week of the Launch Sequence Podcast. I'm your host, Space Tomato, for episode 94. And today, today is a big day. Well, we're recording on a big day, we hope. Uh, 318 has been always just around the corner <laughs> for the last few months, and it's finally <laughs> looking like it's coming out today. So I wanted to have another YouTuber, Dead Leader, uh, pro- self-proclaimed Star Citizen fishing man and YouTube creator, uh, following Star Citizen to talk a little bit about 318, one of the big features coming to it, and what he thinks. We're going to be talking about salvage. Welcome, Dead Leader. Hello, hello. How are you doing today? Thanks for having me. Well, I mean, it looks like already I think they've announced that they're going to put it off until the next day morning. So <laughs> it sounds like they're going to put it off until when they get back into the office, 318, which is like... For me, that's like 3 a.m. 3 a.m. is when they usually say that they're going to like, you know, what they're going to do for a patch or whatever. So like 12 hours from now, right. I'm predicting li- uh, it's going to hit live all around that, you know? Yeah. Which makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it's crazy how international the community is. I mean, on this podcast, we have people from America, Australia, Germany, um, Netherlands, England. It's like the time zones are so crazy. It's, it must be difficult for them to decide when to do things because they're always kind of leaving somebody out. Somebody's always asleep. Yeah. It's, it's another thing. People, sometimes, a lot of the time, people don't even know I'm Australian. They'll go, they'll go like, oh, it's like, so good to hear an English person. Like, uh, everything <laughs> sounds good with an English person talking about, like, but I'm not English. Like, yeah, I, I think love that else, English accent. <laughs> someone else goes like, do I detect a Maori accent? I like you even more now. It's like, I don't have a Maori accent. <laughs> I don't think I've got a Maori accent. They're just I've, going yeah. down a list. They're like, okay, it must be. No, it's, it's this accent. I've found you. I think it's because a lot of people have only heard, like, uh, you, you know, like a crocodile Dundee style Australian accent, and so they mm-hmm. just assume that all Australians must have like a branch off of crocodile Dundee as a voice. And if that's not the way they sound, then well, it's got to be English. It must not be from Australia. It's got to be one of those perverted ones. <laughs> so, are there a lot of like? Can you tell a lot of distinct accents from people in Australia in different places? Um, uh, yeah, maybe, I mean, it's not like it's a, a a real regional thing. I'd say it's more sort of like the spans of like, you know, where you've got like an American accent and then you've got like a Southern American accent. Like you've got like a bit of a, a bit of a, like a redneck, like, oh yeah, come on now. Like it, Dundee is in that sort of, you know, redneck, uh, field of Australian sort of voice where, well, I, and a little bit of an, more of an old school one. I think like Australian accents in like the 80s did sound a little bit more UK. I feel like on TV and in films and stuff, they would kind of put like an English flair kind mm-hmm. of on there a little bit. But I just sound like a bit of just like, I mean, I do sound like a, a mishmash. I sound like a weirdo straight up. But Well, I am not going to lie. I, I still sometimes struggle with telling the difference between an English and Australian accent. So <laughs> I am one of the people who would make that mistake. Well, I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's kind of like the, the pinginess, like, oh, oh yeah, oh yeah, g'day, oh yeah, oh, oh, it's this There's the, yeah, rock. It's, What's going on? As soon as you say g'day, I can, I'm like, okay, g'day. <laughs> well, like, and, yeah, that's a weird one as well, like sometimes, because saying g'day here is so like, 
you just do it. You don't think about it. And then all of a sudden, mm-hmm. like, you know, you'll go online into the online spaces and you'll be like, okay, oh, how's it going? And then you just realize, like, there's a pause because they're like, you just said day to me. It's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. See, that, that helps me. Wrong? It's like those those red herring words that are like, or the, the dead giveaway words that help me <laughs> understand where you're from. Like, when I was growing up, I would say hella. And people would be like, oh, okay. So, with California. Got it. gives it away um so thanks for joining me today dead leader i am super excited to talk about some salvage i haven't i haven't Mm -hmm. really gotten super deep into discussion about it. i've gotten to play it a few times and it is a lot of fun um but with 318 going live now i think things are going to be a little different so we'll get into that but first i'd love for you to just kind of share you know where you came from who you are uh the content you make with with the crowd and uh tell them where they can find you too while you're at it Yes. Well, my name's Dead Leader. I've only been making uh, Star Citizen content for like it's like three, three or four months or something, I think. But I've been adopted very uh, readily by everyone, which has been great. Everyone's been really lovely. Um, I I kind of do initially. I, w- I was doing like ship reviews and stuff, but with three point seventeen kind of going out and three point eighteen coming in, it felt near impossible to kind of do that stuff because if it if i did it on 3.17 a lot of that information was about to be redundant and you know there's plenty of stuff on those ships already and the 3.18 stuff is still kind of in flux so like all the stats could have changed by the time it goes live and so i sort of initially i was just doing i that kind of got me to do a lot of salvage videos and sort of like videos on what the split would be, you know, what, how much, you know, what's the best way of doing things, kind of like trying to find answers for the questions that people that didn't have access to the PTU might have. Mm-hmm. Um, and then <laughs> as like, you know, it became harder and harder to do stuff like that on the PTU, I tried, my would go a little bit more insane with the types of videos that I would do. I think I did one video, which was like a patch update where it was just all lies. And I just made up, <laughs> I just made up what was happening. I, I called 3.18 the dragon update because there was dragons finally in the game. Um, and that they were bringing we're in... into the Skyrim. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that they were bringing in, um, uh, like, at, like at, not asthma, uh, like allergy. Allergy gameplay was going to come into it and all this <laughs> stuff. And, <laughs> and a lot of, unfortunately, a lot of people believed me, which was made me a bit sad. But uh, no, I started to sort of um do more content of just whatever felt fun at the time like making my own fun with stuff and people seems to have been enjoying that so i've been doing a lot of weird stuff like that like the recent one was i did was like can i fill a crater with corpses um where i moved my carrick over the top of a crater a way too big a crater my my eyes were way too big for my corpse tummy and I just like died and kept throwing myself in. And then on the stress tests that were happening in last weekend, I, I dared everyone to just go to this one crater and try and fill it up with dead bodies. And I have seen, I'd like a video that's like, <laughs> they, they did really well. I, I could only get 15 to like go there before they started despawning. But I saw one person with like 100 dead bodies in this crater. Whoa. Yeah. I'm really excited to see what happens with, with that kind of stuff with PES when we go live because the the amount of people in a server or I guess the amount of activity going on in a, in a shard over the course of a day is going to be way higher than it was in PTU. Yeah. Like we honestly, they, they can do as many tests and stress tests as they want to have. 
But when it comes down to it, during the PTU, we never had persistent entity streaming working for more than three days straight, say, because if it was happening over a weekend, you know, like there was right. always a wipe of every single thing that had happened over that time. And even then, early on, there were times when on weekends, there were so many bad patches that it was crashing constantly and you'd get put on another shard. So we weren't like, you know, if you really wanted to see the effects of PEZ, you could see like, okay, look, it worked here. Okay, look, it worked over here. But not at all like, you know, the, the stuff of like, oh, built up ships all over, derelict over here and just coming across a bunch of loot. Like, like every now and then I would come across like a couple bodies that have like crazy loot on them. Like, whoa, this is cool. But like coming across, like, you know, that's should be happening a whole, whole, whole lot more. Like when it comes to like it just, you know, being up for, you know, months at a time, like really we've seen nothing to do with Pez at this point. We've seen proof of it working and it existing, but it, when it, it coming into the gameplay, when what it does long-term, we've seen absolutely nothing of. Yeah. I'm really excited to try and figure out with like my org how to continue using the same shard, seeing, like mm -hmm. you said, you know, more extended history to see what happens as we get further and further into a shard's lifestyle. I do hope that they're able to figure out a way to uh, make sure that these shards are persisting a long time so that we can see stuff that's happened like four or five days ago, a week ago. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm cu definitely curious to see that, like, if uh, they end up going like, all right, you know, we had persistent entry streaming on the server going for two weeks, but now there's a new issue, like, it being on for two weeks straight, like, oh, we just have to wipe all of that or something. Like, that's what I'm kind of worried about might sort of happen with it. Like, how long can, you know, that file or whatever of that sort of stick up for? Like, but the, I mean, I, I'm lucky that on the Australian server, at least so far with the PTU, like, pretty much every time I log on, I'm on the exact same shard. I don't know how many the servers they have on the Australian one, but like, well, pretty much every single time that I've gone after anything that I've left behind or, you know, parked or shipped in the wrong spot or done this or that or whatever, 100%, everything's like still been there. I'm on the same shard. Um, That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, I think... Hopefully that works for me. I'm, I'm betting that what we're going to see now from PES in the next like couple of months is going to be, oh, it's, you know... It, it works, but it's not great. Persistence lasts kind of long, but not that long. And I'm, I'm thinking it's going to be a lot different than it is two years down the line, three years down the line. So I, I do, I think they're probably anticipating that people will be kind of disappointed with the way it works at first, but over time, I think it will continue to stabilize. I mean, it makes, it makes more sense that way that they would just keep working on it after they've launched it. Well, to my understanding, it's uh you know it's area based so it's like as long as like one area you know say like you've got a field and that's got a ship on it and that that field area has a limit of how many ships can be on it before that's going to become like a stress on everything um not so much that like oh in the entire server there's you know 50 ships and we've got to start cleaning that up it's like no the the limit is only to what within is within that area so hopefully that stays true like you know say if we've got like the field next to that field has a ship and the field next to that that field has a ship like what happens when you know 
every area has its max amount before the cleanup rate starts kicking in. Like, are we going to start when you fly like low, the low flyers, like over like a valley, going to really start having a rough time because each time that they, you know, slowly load into a new area, their computer's going to download every single ship and every bit of item that's in every, you know, dead person's inventory that's going to start happening when it fills up. Like, we're really going to see the uh, the effects of long-term stuff like that soon. Yeah. Well, not soon. I mean, you know. Once it's live, yeah, I guess so. We like to say soon. <laughs> but yeah, mm-hmm. hopefully that's when server meshing starts to flex and stretch its legs a little bit. True. So let's, um, I want to hear what you've, been, what you've been playing more of lately because we've been waiting for 3.18 to go live and a lot of people have been taking a break, holding off because mm-hmm. of the wipe coming up with the, with the big update. What have you been doing in prep besides playing Star Citizen and making videos? Yeah, I think that's important too, to like have a, as like a content creator to have like a healthy relationship with other games at the same time so you're not just sitting there going oh i want to play a game my game should be star citizen but oh god i don't want to do this like right now (laughs) so um, i've been playing i like sort of building games and stuff like that so i like playing rust and i've been playing a lot of sons of the forest which has been really good like that's got a good amount of building i like I, games where you build something and then you have to protect it, you know, because I feel like I'm, I'm invested. Yeah. And we, we talked a little bit about uh, the Sons of the Forest and, and those types of games. Um, how do you think, like, what, what happens in Sons of Forest? Which, well, can you talk a little bit about how the gameplay works? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I used that analogy with you earlier. That it's, like, it's not that it necessarily has, like, a story. It's sort of like you're in, you know... A, you're in a helicopter and it says like, oh, you got to go evacuate this billionaire and his like wife and daughter. And then this, you crash and you're in a forest and you've got to survive from mutants and stuff. So it's sort of like pretty much it's like survival first, like, you know, build, build a hut, eat, you know, drink. It's a survival game like that. But then like once you kind of head out, you know, you've got to use all the tools that are around you to kind of get further around and to be able to survive and slowly kind of like you know it's just it's not really put on specific missions it's just it gives you um enough of a curious question and enough tools to be able to kind of like get deeper into it is it like so it's it's like almost entirely survival based yeah it's yeah it's 100 like a survival game um as i was saying it's sort of like lost you know like you're on an island and there's some freaky things going on (laughs) And it's it's not actually going to tell you what the, how the freaky things are happening, but if you look into it, you know, and you battle those freaky things, you're going to get a few answers. I love that. I love that kind of stuff. How um, how do you feel about survival gameplay in Star Citizen? I mean, it is there. I think that at the moment, I think the closest thing without us having like, you know, uh, colonies and and buildings where we can kind of set up our home and everything. I think it's like uh, how long you can kind of like live in like, say like a carrick or something without like just docking and just offloading everything that's worth something to you, uh, to you, to that, like that ship uh, or that space station. Sorry. Like, at, so like, I think, you, I think I saw a stream that you did where you were trying to be nomadic for a thing, but I think everything was just busting constantly <laughs> before you <laughs> you were trying to get it to happen. Sounds um, all right. Yeah, but that to me, that's where it is at, at the moment. They're like being out 
like in space and on like say once again i'll use the carrick as an example because i'm a carrick fanboy for sure like i like to load up a carrick with you know my away ships a bunch of food a bunch of armor uh and then i will go out and i'll try and do every kind of mission type or whatever just from there and like essentially just be like i'm not losing this character i'm not allowed to crash it i'm not allowed to store it uh you know i have to sleep in the beds um, i i have to Every time I get loot and everything, like I, I don't cash any of that in. I'm making myself, you know, the biggest target for pirates possible, um, and I'm just going to treat it like th that's life or death. Um, and for me, that's that's a survival game. Um, and yeah, with engineering and that, that's going to be even more so a, um, a, a space survival experience, you know, because then you've got to worry about oxygen and all that. Yeah. How how about um, like hygiene and stuff? The poop, the using poop. the poop deck. Yeah, I mean, that's like, I mean, I, I would like it if there was more, like, say, like food crafting and like drink access instead of just bottled water and soft drinks being absolutely everywhere. Like, maybe that's more of a pyro type it's thing. Like I still think it'd be a while. Yeah, like, you know, like in Sons of Forest, it's like you can just drink out of the creek when you have access to that. Sure, that's fine. But if you want to be able to drink water when you're elsewhere, you've got to like, you know, you've got to find a 3D printer and print a water canteen. And then you've got to like fill that canteen up with water and then you can have water whenever you want kind of thing. Oh, okay. Like, so you want it to go mm. deeper. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I want it to be like, you know, when, yeah, they've got like food makers and stuff on ships, you know, and fridges and all that. I, w I want it to be like, all right, everyone's back in the ship. Like, Un unload your food into the fridge and keep that in there for like later because we're going to need it and all right we have to go on a mission make sure everyone's like fed up everyone's eating and everything like that happens now every now and then but it's just more sort of like go through the motions you, you don't really nothing really other than you just straight starving <laughs> like and then dying from it nothing really affects it um but it would be good. I really would. Oh my god! Like working proper fridges and food makers and stuff on ships and lockers, lockers. I want lockers to work so badly. It does. It does sound like lockers are coming along fairly well with the player interaction system. It's uh, at least yeah, it's the last on there report. apparently. Yeah. yeah. Um. Okay. So let's say that, and we'll we'll move on to salvage after this. But when. How would you, what would you be cool with in terms of like death by starvation? Like, would you want to see it extended from what it is now? Because I think right now, if you go maybe three hours in game, you could die either from not having drinks or not having food. Is that too much, too little, just right for you? What do you think? I, th I think that's fine, but I don't think they should have food available absolutely everywhere like there is. Like, to me, it's sort of like, especially if everything's not getting wiped constantly like you know if you go to 3.17 i'm sure if you go to your home planet you look at that sustenance panel you've got pages and pages of bottles of drinks and stuff and it's not ever really going to be an issue mm -hmm. like if they completely cut if they cut the majority of all of that out of the loot table when you go to like mining outposts and that and maybe there was like one or two chocolate bars or something and paste it so that like you know by about the time that you reckon you would be hungry you'd probably come across some of that you wouldn't come across 50 mars bars or something you know like that's stupid like uh, you know you're only gonna like suffer from that if you just really just so blind from it because it's not all that important and that's what they've done it's sort of just over flooded at the moment right yeah a lot of candy everywhere it's very yeah. unhealthy yeah. for us
Sugar, <laughs> like, sugar I think it citizens. Should, it should feel like if you've got a stocked kitchen filled with food and drink, that you get a sense of satisfaction from that. Like like at home, where if you've got like you've been to the shops, you've got a lot of money, you went and you bought all your favorite this, your favorite that, enough that you've got a selection of choices. And when you open it, you're like, ah, yeah, this feels good. Like that real feeling you have at home. That should happen with a properly stocked like Carrick or something. I think that should be an, an important little, you know, uh, uh, feeling for those that like to um, have a ship that feels more sort of lived in and that and like that preparation pays off. It'll be interesting to see how they expand on that. Mm. Let's jump into 318 then. Salvage. Mm. The first salvage. version of salvage we're getting is hull scraping in this patch, but... Uh, they do have plans for for other forms, right? Mm -hmm. So yeah, the, let's, the the vehicle munching. Let's talk about like the whole the umbrella of salvage. What are all of the different parts that are eventually going to be available to to people who want to take that profession on? Well, well, I mean, at the moment, it's what is there is you know as people know hull scraping, which is essentially just like peeling off the the outer accessible sort of metals and that with laser beams and then the the whole munching as they call it is like you know taking apart you know an actual ship and then sort of dissolving or munching that down for what you'd imagine would be like a larger amount of um resources and then there's yeah. also salvaging like vehicle components and stuff so like you know the cooler or warp drive out of like another ship and either i don't know if it's necessarily supposed to like as in munch that to, to transform it to rmc but more like oh you could repair it and use it or like sell it off as a as a unit kind of thing yeah um and those are i mean i i i like all of the ideas of that stuff because i'm kind of a solo player mostly i think like i like to i you know i'm an anxious guy so i like to be able to try and have as much fun without bothering someone else in my mind as much as possible before i start doing that i say that i run an org i should be doing more stuff with the org <laughs> <laughs> but i think that's why i like salvage because you can uh, do it sort of solo you can and or you could be doing something with people and then like an opportunity arises um and there's lots of different ways that that can kind of go you could do it like you can do it passively just looking for wrecks or you could do it aggressively and go make your own wrecks yeah, and I think those are really interesting sort of ways to go with it. Um, I, I do like the idea of, um, I don't, this hasn't happened to me, but getting into a dogfight, taking out the other person and then using their ship to repair your own. It's cool. It's like a very mm -hmm. novel kind of thing to do in a space game. I actually had today get this. This is like already what Salvage is doing to people now that we're getting close to 3.18B Live. I had someone from another org reach out to me like via DMs who was from like a pirating org saying like, uh, so just wanted to start up conversations. Uh, maybe we uh, could uh, possibly have some wrecks we could uh, send you away, if you know what I mean. <laughs> I, I was like, oh, like, I don't know how I feel about this. Because like, like <laughs> when I wrote our... Um, sort of like bio for the skull scrapers uh, i did it that you know we were all sort of like uh, past victims of pirates uh and so that's and we've oh, sort boy. of gathered together to be like um you know to work together to stay safe and to look out for other salvages but like you know when it comes to being 
like pushed like we're gonna push back kind of thing like we we understand the the purpose of needing to be scary and to be able to defend ourselves because we've all sort of experienced it in the past that was the sort of the the way of saying that we're gray you know like yeah 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 but the, but the idea of like profit profiteering directly from pirates doing naughty stuff i don't know like i don't know where this wrecked ship came from but you can come <laughs> salvage it we just we just found it we just were exploring no biggie <laughs> yeah, exactly exactly i don't know i don't know i still don't know i haven't replied to that person think about it think we might have to change your bio <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, you know, we didn't like pirates, but they get they get us some good business now. Yeah, um, I mean, it's it, with salvaging. It's interesting because at the moment they they recently finally like tweaked. This is how you could tell from a, a salvager could tell that they were about to release three point eighteen. They they changed the spawn rate of the salvageable wrecks right. in like uh, you know asteroid fields and stuff. So they were far far less. Because they said initially that there were a lot just so it could be tested easily and they could get right. that data. And um, but them like turning it down, I made a video about this recently. Like, I, it's a good thing that they did that because I'd see a lot of people going around salvaging like the, those 890 jumps and stuff around everywhere. And they would be spending like, you know, they'd have a whole crew working on it. And they're all like, you know, spending ages and all this time to pick every single bit of it clean. But they wouldn't have much RMC at the end of it. And I would be trying to like, be like yelling at them through the chat. I'm like, don't, don't salvage this. Like, this is like this like the majority of ships that are out there are just an absolute waste of time. Yeah. Um. Where if you if you go after those like the little ship pieces and they're quite easy to like find, um, that they, they give you way more. Like the largest piece that you usually find with every cluster of ship pieces, I think you can reliably get ten SCU of RMC from it, and yeah. it just it just sits there. Like it's so easy to salvage. Um, and where you could you will be like you'd be lucky to get, you know, that from a eight ninety jump in you know a fraction of the amount of time. Um, so now when you're out there and you're sort of scanning for stuff, you see like all right, that's an asteroid, that's an asteroid. Oh, here this thing looks like it's salvage, and it's like more often than not, it'll be a cluster of like salvageable ship pieces. And I mean, it's interesting though because it's you can tell that they're valuing things differently a lot of people when i put that video out they're like well, why like why is a little bunch of ship pieces have so much on it when a whole ship doesn't give you anything and i think it's to do with all the the salvage missions that they're talking about bringing out like making like good salvage that you get through like a contract yeah and it's also it it's part of the idea that like all of these things that we're doing from mining to healing to salvage, the things that people complain about being just lasers aren't just focused on lasers. Like, mm -hmm. like you said, it's so much about identifying the right thing to go after, knowing where that thing is, knowing how safe that area is. It's more than just pressing the button and doing the laser when you talk about salvage. I mean, especially if, like, if these missions are like, if they're enough that if you're there with a reclaimer, that you like it gives you rates even just like these salvage pieces but there's such an amount of it that it's really going to keep you there for a while to get rid of it that would be absolutely worth it like the salvage pieces they, they give out a good but you've got to move around a fair bit and you've got to move yeah. from patch to patch to kind of like really keep active but if they were sort of like you can sit there and just like you know money goes up <laughs> for a long enough amount of time that 
other people could get those contracts as well and you know also ship mine at the same time but then also you know money goes up and it keeps happening and then someone comes up that doesn't want to share it with everyone or they realize like hold on if these guys have been here for this long like, like a jump town kind of thing they must like be absolutely stocked in their hulls and then all of a sudden it's not just hey yeah come here and feed on this corpse with me it's like yo there's a bunch of ships here with a ton of money in there and all of a sudden it's like that feeling of like okay should we get out now like yeah do we have enough or should we like actually get out of here if they can properly do that with salvage missions they've they'll nailed it but if they just put like a bunch of salvageable ships out there that already give you like really crap um payback like there already is then it's just gonna be an absolute just waste of time and you know you made a really good point about like if you can just leave the ship in one place and salvage all the pieces that's a lot better than having to, to adjust and move around and stuff and uh, it then you think that the srv is coming soon with the tractor beam mm -hmm. and it's like you can hire someone to come out take all the armor plates out there drag oh. them all into one place and then just sit in your Keep ship and salvage all that well that's why i think the constellation taurus is the number one salvaging escort ship because mm. you've got that crazy big cargo bay to store stuff with it's got a tractor beam and it's got all those weapons on it the same as pretty much the same as the constellation andromeda um so the constellation taurus is just like a salvager's wet dream really yeah but dream sounds yeah nice. i mean well they're 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 oh man yeah you have a constellation taurus and a vulture you just move things around with the tractor beam, take it out of the vulture, put it in the Taurus, ship it off. And I mean, yep. you could throw one more complication in that and say, uh, the person who's salvaging doesn't need to go look for that stuff. You could send out an explorer. Once they find it, they pay you to add them to their party. You get the waypoint, you mm -hmm. go out there and find the stuff. Like there's a lot of sandbox opportunity already forming with things like salvage coming into the yeah. game. Yeah. And, and like the, even just like multi-crewing on, uh, you know anything other than a vulture like on the reclaimer like i found with our org when we go out and we you know we'll be salvaging stuff it's really interesting like what the discussion is between the people on the lasers and like the pilot because they'll be like you know you've got to position yourself right and they'll be like oh up a little bit or down a little bit or left here and so as a pilot you really have to have a specific skill you have to have you have to know what they're looking for yeah so you have to have experience actually like salvaging and sitting in those seats you need to know just the right angle because it's got to be kind of like below you to the point where you no longer see the salvage piece that you're salvaging when you're doing it and so i realized like oh man i really need like specific um like views and stuff like you know i need to be able to like move the camera down when i go in third person and put it like right in this sweet spot here and it's like all right if it's in this spot um I can see if it's from here to here, the whole piece will be exactly where both of them can see it. Or like, you know, a lot of the time we'd go to those pieces where there's multiple things to scrape and one guy would be like, all right, well, I want to scrape this one on the left. And the guy on the right is like, well, I want to scrape this one on the right. It's like, all right, can we go spread eagle? Let's try and move it like right in between these pieces. Like what distance can I, can you get where both of them can get like their own piece? Without it, just like you're just wasting time. Like we, we could have, like we could have both just scraped this one piece here. But after a while, like I got the used, to, I kind of got used to it. I got able to like you know go. All right, oh, you can probably go both of them if I park it like here on this angle. Like you know, and those are things that you don't think of like piloting any other ship. Like you know, because uh, you're not aiming yourself at where people can sh like shoot to kill something. You're aiming like where to sort of you know 
co-gunners can just reach something and how yeah. much of that sort of shape of a piece they can reach from there and like finding like those those um you know synchronicities and that and that sort of like you know uh, communication within a, a multi-crew ship was really fun and and then things like you know the the guy in the back in the hull <laughs> moving cargo would just you know that'd be on you know youtube or whatever and they wouldn't be moving things out once we start doing really well like you know all right we've got it we're really getting to a rhythm but then the guy in the back he's not used to that rhythm already and he's been tabbing out to other stuff and then all of a sudden was like, what are you doing why things <laughs> nothing's come through yet like you know and so like yeah exactly but i mean in my org i've kind of um one of our rules is that if you if you're a crew member on a ship then everyone gets equal pay everyone gets you know a fair cut of the haul and that means that everyone's responsible for how uh you know tight a ship runs every yeah. like you can't yeah. like slack kind of being on here you can't be slacking there because you know everyone's kind of giving up the you know a part of that pay for it and it also means like if something goes wrong or if we need something like oh i haven't got a salvage tool oh i'm really about to like dehydrate if anyone feels like they don't have enough to do they'll be like oh that's right i'm gonna head out i'm gonna jump in like you know the little snub and i'll head out and i'll get, get a bunch of waters for everyone like oh which where should i go to like and they're efficient you know they're all like everyone's working for it because we all want to like get there and get out and get the bank like as fast as possible and as safe as possible yeah so, so it's like yeah a team sport it's like um it's absolutely yeah it, yeah and and again just going back to that idea that like that's why it's not a huge deal when the gameplay uses a laser for that main action because there are other parts of of the profession besides just that laser besides just yeah. uh doing that 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 work and we see that kind of with mining too they're talking about in 319 updating mining to make it more interesting for a multi-crew ship to go out there like the mole so kind of throwing the mole into that same position as the reclaimer now mm -hmm. yeah i'm um, excited for that that's that that update they did made me think like oh maybe it's time i did look at the mole and learning to mine properly now because each time i would get into it i was like and try and figure out mining i'm like you know what i'm just dying way too much <laughs> like doing this um, uh, and then once i i wasn't getting like immediate satisfaction either because then you've got to like refine it and i'm like oh yeah yeah well, i'm out of, i'm out of here <laughs> there's definitely like salvage is more simple in that they don't you don't have to do all that refining stuff i think mining really needs a refining ship to be in game to to really yeah. get that same feeling that we get with salvage yeah and okay here's my thing when people say like you know oh it's with salvage oh yeah point and click and you know then it comes off or whatever and oh it's you know, not that you know it's not really interesting gameplay or whatever it's like well that's not true at all because to me it's about you know all those different roles you know people moving stuff out the pilot knowing what they're doing like the the scrapers knowing what they're doing to do it efficiently it's really is a, a profession where if everyone's really good at your job and you run like a really tight ship, the amount that you can get just skyrockets. It goes up, 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 up. Like if you're, if everyone's doing everything right, there can be almost zero downtime of mm -hmm. like RMC being put into boxes. And if you're going after the right stuff, you know how to hunt the right stuff, like, you know, um, pieces so that when you're traveling from thing to thing, you know, it's not going to take long. Your, your guy in the, the cargo space like knows how to stack stuff well and even then like you know there's th th that element of like all right when those uh grid spaces 
fill up, you've got to move uh, it below deck essentially and start moving stuff down there. And by that point, if you want to be getting that much um, RMC into the claimer, you need another person 100%. Because if you're so well kind of oiled a machine that you're constantly got boxes coming out of that stuff, the guy who's in there has no time to move that stuff down below. And with the elevator in the state that it is, oh my God, please let the reclaim elevator be fixed for live. I'm like, they've got on the known issues, which is making me think that I'm hoping that they're like, oh yeah, we know how to do that, but we'll save that for very last because you know we've got all these other bigger issues right now. Yeah. But thank God it's at least on the, the known issues because once you're in there and doing that, if you've got to someone in the, the processing and you don't want to fill up any more than just there and you've got someone in the scraper, you're fine. But as soon as you want to start moving things between floors, it's game over. Right, yeah, that's what I've heard. So that is, you know, it's, it's, those are the roadblocks that we end up dealing with with game and development status. Um, but man, yeah, I've done, I think, the Reclaimer salvaging twice now with the crew. And the one place where it kind of does get a little boring for me is doing the cargo stuff. But like you said, if you have a team that's really efficient and good, and the game server tick rate is doing okay and like the actual... Mm -hmm the distribution of the salvage into the ship is working, uh, then it sounds like you could still have a lot of fun back there in the cargo. Well, yeah, like for for those that don't know, the like the PTU has been really good over like the past couple of days. It's been really stable. The reclaimers like functioning all other than the elevator. Like it's doing really well. Like we're not, you know, the cargo grid was sort of stuffed up about like a week ago or something. We weren't able to like take things off it. That's all working. Uh, they're pretty consistently firing out those boxes. So you can sit there and really reliably for hours and hours and hours do salvaging without worrying about like a 30K and everything. And it's like, you know, at the start, it was kind of like, oh, this is cool gameplay and all, but if I'm just kind of like, if I'm just going to like crash and then just it's all lost, then it really is just like, you know, for testing and seeing, you know, what it can be like without really getting able to sink some time into it but you really can do that now it's just that elevator you know it really puts a yeah. limit on it yeah um all right we're going to keep jumping into hull scraping real quick but i do want to go back quickly to the original topic of this kind of part of the conversation the the different parts of salvage so we mentioned the hull scraping the ship munching the component retrieval uh there's also planned to be oxygen and fuel siphoning so Ooh. of of those four different areas what would you in your opinion as as, a, as somebody who clearly is planning on doing a lot of salvage with your org what would be like the main part of salvage out of those four because we know hole scraping is kind of just you know it's extra on top mm. well i mean it really depends hey like what the economy kind of looks behind it the economy and the end usage like with like ship munching 100 percent as a reclaimer fanboy getting that claw working and what that kind of if they add more gameplay in there with it like you know there's a massive like munching room in there with the big grinders and in the the salvage processing area like you know there are like cranes and stuff around like are they all going to be implemented like you know how much does uh that uh pay off for like munching those larger pieces and then with the component stuff like maybe it's going to be something where if you salvage these components, um, if you maybe it's like you know if you've got good engineers and mechanics and stuff to repair these pieces, like having a bunch of uh, 
was it TS2s, you know, or VK double zeros and stuff like good quantum drives and shield uh, generators. Like that's something people want. That's a dope commodity to be able yes. to provide people. And if you're an org that just has like a crazy catalog of components, then, uh, you know, you're going to make great relationships with, you know, people with Banu Merchantmen's, uh, you know, that are going to have their own stores and stuff. And if you can like provide specific orgs or groups like, you know, with a, a stock of things that they can sell really easily, that's like as if that's not going to be awesome. <laughs> yeah. Because like, then, and it means your, your crew are always going to have whatever they buy. We're always going to have money. We're always going to have the ship parts to be able to like make our ships be as, as fitted out as possible. So we're always going to have like a killer crew that are going to be like, you know, have, you know, the chrome rims on everything. And we're going to have like, we're going to be able to provide a service that other people are going to use. And so, yeah, I think you're going to put, gonna put spinners on your reclaimer. Hell yeah. You're going to have LEDs <laughs> on everything. Yes. Yeah, the underglow. <laughs> Gotta have it. Yeah. That's actually on all the windows. That's actually a great point with hole munching. I've always thought, yeah, it'll be cool. You'll get a lot more material from that. But with component stripping, I mean, you're basically supplying an, a, a storefront, if if you will, yeah. to sell out to other people. Or you said uh, your your org could always have a stockpile of components. That's just more equipment for your org to go out and use for themselves if you ever need to supply yeah, we're that. Yeah, where the wholesale suppliers. Because Reclaimer has a drone bay member as well. And right. so I'm imagining that that drone bay is going to be for retrieving components and stuff. Like that sort of thing. So I think the, the, one of the big things that I wonder when looking at component retrieval in that side of salvage is like there are a lot of ships where I ask myself, how the heck are we going to get that component out? Are we going to have to actually cut into the ship? Do they, are they going to let us do that? Because they've, they've kind of been very hush-hush about how much we'd actually be able to physically affect ships. But like you look at a, a ship like a freelancer, which I know they mentioned in the monthly reports they're looking into changing, um, or even a ship like the Reclaimer, which has like the gigantic power plant and the huge gravity <laughs> generator. And you wonder like, will that be salvageable or how is that going to work? Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, the ships as they stand, like when you go to scrapes a ship, uh, when you point at it, it usually has like a section will be highlighted mm -hmm. and then you move to another section and that section will be highlighted. Those are actually the breakaway points. So when you go into like soft death and then finally, you know, you do blow up or whatever, those are where they break. So if you've ever blown up a caracal, whatever, and you see a bunch of pieces like land, like a ship will land on like, you know, the app, the, uh, the surface, planet surface, you'll see like it snapped in certain positions and things will have disconnected. And in my mind, they're going to try and line up those in, uh, you know, in some sort of way. So, you know, you're going to want to like say munch the head off. And then once you've munched that off, you know, the avionics is going to be behind there through okay, some corridors yeah. and stuff. And cause you know, when you break those larger parts as well, you get access to the corridors and all that. So I'm thinking that the drones will be, you know, small human size enough that you pilot them to go through down those halls to wherever the engineering actually is to then, you know, open up the thing and pull it out or whatever, and then fly it back. Um, Cause the drone bay also, <clears throat> not the drone bay, the, uh, Salvaging processing on the reclaimer actually has that big spider butt flap at the back as well, yeah. <laughs> Where you can like you can throw like cargo out there to people, but also I'm imagining that's going to be like the the sort of ingress point for those point that right. those parts. I do hope you're right about that. Um, 
because if we can cut into the ship and actually disconnect it, I think that's going to add so much. That is real salvage. That's they won't they I, won't I be like it. unique cuts. You know, you won't be able to yeah. go. You know what? I'm going to cut this C2 long ways this time, and then right. see what you know components ooze out of it. I think they're sort of like um, yeah. <laughs> this is a blast of the past. I'm going to show old and there was a this thing called like crash test dummies. It was like a cartoon show, and they put these toys out that would like explode in certain ways when you hit the button on their chest but they also had these cars and they would like you could put you could hit this button on the car and it would like crash and all these pieces would come apart but then you could put them back and it would like uncrash i mm-hmm. think they're essentially like that like each one will have you know those certain breakaway points and it's about like you know knowing how to get in and where to go and i, I imagine you know really benefits the knowledge of where things are placed in those ships and, yeah and and adding on to that i mean this is sort of the cutting is kind of hole munching. The component retrieval is sort of that side of things. And then adding on the idea that we'll also have, along with life support, as we've already seen with the engineering profession, we'll have things like fuel and oxygen actually moving throughout the ship that we can retrieve and bring on board and, and sell or use ourselves. It all does mm. feel kind of like it comes together when you start talking about that idea of cutting the ship open and using those drones. Yeah, yeah, and the the siphoning stuff, like, you know, once we get out into Pyro and those other systems and and things like the, is it the Gemini? So, yeah, the, once once they get more useful to like needing to be refueled and everything, yeah. and and that's when we're gonna get more of those uh, uh sort of survival gameplay uh mechanics that you know I was saying that I kind of really enjoy, like things that you need to survive, just as in general that you need to like take sort of in, into consideration. I think that's you know that'll be interesting and see how they involve it then. I feel like Definitely. it might. I don't know really. I'm trying to like wonder when they would look at adding something like that. Would it be close to them when they do the engineering? I feel like the engineering thing they're gonna do with like, although you know, oh you know, with vented air or whatever. I don't think they're gonna worry about air as a commodity until that's been in for a while just to see how it all goes you yeah because yeah, it might I just think... be way too hectic like okay the air's gone <laughs> like, i think you're right because uh, yeah. we don't even have a ship to bring that off you know they'd have to like come up with the ui and and i'm, I'm sure it'll be kind of like refueling because that's already the sort of fuel transfer we have but i'm thinking you're probably right they're going to take a little while we're definitely looking like we're going to get ship munching first since that's already on the yeah. on the progress tracker i'd imagine that like the air thing, I'd, I mean, I'd like it to be like any ship could provide any other ship oxygen from its like, it's like what it's carrying, you know? Yeah. So you like, say if you're a reclaimer a and you're really, yeah, yeah, yeah. Say if you're like a reclaimer and you're really low, like, you know, you wouldn't be able to get like a, you know, a 100 eyes air because they're like, uh, if I connect to you, like, I'm just going to die immediately. Like, right. I have a tiny <laughs> amount of oxygen in here. I'll It'd be like, no, no, we second. need someone... Yeah, yeah, we need someone to come out with like a big ship that might have like enough to sort of spare that they can still get back to port to fill up and everything. Mm-hmm. That would make sense. Oh, man. I've not, like I've kind of talked a little bit about salvage in depth, but I haven't thought about it too much about how they can combine, especially not with the idea of cutting the ship open. Have you played mm-hmm. um, Hard Space Shipbreaker? No. So I think that, oh man, if you like salvage, I think you should check that one out. That is the, in my opinion, the gold standard of salvage in video games. It is so much fun. You, 
you go and you metic you kind of you cut the ship apart you have to find ways to cut it apart without getting explosive decompression and then you go in and you melt apart certain connectors and rip the ship apart from the oak from the inside you take components out i'm not even i'm like an hour and a half into the game but i hear it gets the ships get very big like they become oh, wow. almost uh like Carrick sized where you have to be floating throughout the whole hull of the ship and looking for the specific thing that you're looking to get. It's very good. I'd at least look videos it's, up. It almost sounds like, yeah, like the bigger it is, the more like a bomb it is that yeah. you're handling. Like you like you're diffusing something. Yeah. And I don't think anybody would ask or or expect that kind of depth in Star Citizen since there's so many other things they're focusing on. But it does sound similar to that, and that that gets me pretty excited. Not to not to get everybody pumped for, I guess, potential speculation we're doing, but we do know that those different components will be a part of salvage at some point. Yeah, I think it, it's going to be that like all these other parts, you know, to be able to do all of them, you're going to need, you know, obviously a larger crew, and. Uh, it's going to take a lot more time in general. And the less people that you have, it's definitely going to take a lot longer time. So that, you know, the, the trade-off being that if you're discovered, you know, while you're doing this and that person isn't friendly, you know, you need to have kind of a game plan. Like, you know, yeah. that's that's the risk versus reward is sort of how long you're at there. Like, you know, if you've got your, you know, claw deployed, you know, and you've got something in its little dirty mitts and you've got your, like, drones out there kind of going through stuff you know what well am i just going to abandon the drone like you know i'm probably going to retract that claw does that mean we're, you know is this is this person a risk or not like you know like because i don't if i want to like retract that in drop what i'm doing and everything we've got to read like a start again kind of thing yeah. so then you got like all right well for crews to be you know for feel safe doing it we really need that escort and you know what's the good escort that can help us? Oh, get the Taurus. Oh, the Taurus is going to need someone on the tractor beams, also. <laughs> yeah, like it all really kind of like all those factors and what you choose to risk at any given time. I think is um, where I find that fun in being because I, as I said, I do a lot of like solo salvaging, like you know, on the reclaimer and everything, and I, so I'm able to look out for you know what's a, a well, I'm always looking out for what is a risk at any certain time and you know, seeing how sus something I'm doing is or can be viewed by someone else and when I've got to pack it up and get out of there kind of thing. And as long as you're moving, I think you're fine. Yeah. And I know I'm going to sound like a broke record during this podcast with this point, but again, this goes back to, I think, people who are worried about the gameplay not necessarily being fun just because it's a laser that's being used um, need to think about all of this stuff that's also coming along from the whole munching to the siphoning to the component retrieval to the fact that you need other ships to help you out, the tractor beams to move things around. Like it's not just about the fact that it's a laser that's doing the gameplay. It it yeah. it, it makes it easy to jump in, but it's not necessarily going to lower the the ceiling of skill or fun you can have. Yeah, and it's not necessarily even the get like all the gameplay and the fun isn't just the literal action or button press you're doing. Like right. that, there's all that internal stuff, but there's also the external stuff. Like, what does it look like to someone else when they come across you? And like, who are those people that when they come across you? Like, you know, if it's someone just hooning around and they're they're you know in an aurora and they're going to shoot you and it's not even going to do anything to your shields, you're like, well, 
that doesn't matter. That's just an idiot. But if it's someone who's like, you know, uh, got grief in their heart, like, you know, and got other people on the server that are also <laughs> like that, if you still stay there for a while after like, you know, they've you know, got you, they've cited you and put their in contacts and then maybe they're kind of watching from afar for a while, you need to get into the head of that person what their intentions are. Like it's, you know, for people that just complain on, on Spectrum or whatever being like, oh, the pirates always come and ruin our thing. It's like, no, stop, get in the head of them and then don't put yourself in a situation that's that risky because that is the threat of doing this profession. That is a part of that sort of gameplay. And like the you you will be a better salvager for knowing what any risk first reward is, especially a good captain, you know? You can't put your crew through all that kind of work and loss as well just for because you thought someone wouldn't be mean to you. That's also... The same goes for that when it comes to like a mining claim. Like if you show up at a mining claim and somebody else shows up at that mining claim, they might not be pirates, but you both want something that's real valuable and that might end up being a problem. Same goes for base building too. It's like, it, it, this is the kind of game, and there are a lot of games like this where it's not really traditional. You have to get used to the idea that you are acting in a in a environment where there are a lot of possibilities. There's no one yeah. way to do things. There's no rules about how you're supposed to do things and you got to start to account for that especially as we get further and further into the gameplay actually yeah being a thing yeah, now. targeting targeting someone a lot of people just think like oh yeah that's you I, oh what's that person doing i'll target them oh i'll scan them that they think that yeah this is the button that you press in the game while you're playing it it was like well hold on on the other end of that there's, there's a pilot there's a captain or pilot and they're going like you like you know, a boat, alarms going off, and the guy, yep. oh wait, we're being targeted. Oh, they're scanning us. Like, all right, I've got to jump into the mind of what this person is. I've got to assess this threat. And if you're sitting there, and you know that you've been out there for hours, and you have like a million dollars worth of cargo, you're going to be on edge, and you're going to be like, all right, all oh, battle stations, like, get around, get to here. Blah, blah, blah. We're going to blow yeah. this guy out of the sky. Like, and uh, I mean, that's what is great about it, in my mind. Like, I, I come from. You know, we, we talked about this earlier as well, but I play Rust as sort of my other main game. Mm -hmm. And one thing I had to learn about playing Rust to be able to survive, um, you know, without having your heart broken, because it, it, is that essentially any loot or anything that you get in Rust isn't yours. It's not really yours until you've got, taken it home and put it like, you know, locked it away. And even then, it's only yours to the degree that someone else can't break into your home and take it. Right. And so it's like anything that you have that's valuable or any work that you put into, like in something that you're doing as Star Citizen, it is not yours. You haven't thanked that until you've taken it back and put it into like your local inventory or somewhere. It's not, it, you have not won yet. It's not done until it's done. Um, and that's that's what stops me from like, you know, raging at certain points because like you know once i've gotten like you know a cool helmet or armor piece or whatever it's not mine it's like you know i've, I've got to you know get to the extraction point or whatever so to speak i've got yeah. to bank that mother until it's really done and like you know people sit there and they they troll you know spaceports and stuff all the time to like scan and like knock people and blow them up just because they have stuff and that's totally a part of it i'm i don't i you know i don't give a that they that they do that because when I'm rock up to a spaceport or somewhere I'm gonna like land, I know what I'm doing. I'm not gonna get distracted. I'm gonna like you know, I'm gonna go there, shields up. I'm gonna request ATC. Gonna come in at the right speed. I'm gonna make sure my landing gear's down. I'm not gonna have too much of a predictable flight path. And then I'm gonna 
use my skills to land that puppy directly in the bay and make sure it's like, you know, it counts as a proper landing that they're going to start closing those doors behind me as fast as possible. And if you do that and stay focused and don't like, um, you know, as soon as someone starts opening fire on you or whatever, don't like turn the ship to face them and get like spooked and stop what you were doing. Like you're going to be in trouble. Like that's the majority of how like pirates and griefers will get you is they, they throw you off your, your game plan of what you thought you were doing. And you kind of like, they start, they face them. They, they get the whole ship to face them as if to be like, Hey, what the hell, man? Or they'll open up chat and they'll be like, Hey, leave me alone. <laughs> Whoever that is firing me in the spaces. No, no, no. Go. You don't think you're going to be able to like uh, make a, you know sympathize with this person? Either like just land and do it, or go. Hold on, this is way too hot. I'm getting like the heck out of dodge. Um, but make make those know what your decisions are, and then enact on them without getting distracted. Yeah. Sorry, I was... I've been thinking on making a, a video recently on how to not get pirated, and so I've been running through all these things about like that. Yeah, that's going to be a big, a big topic with 318 and soft death and everything because the, the fact of the matter is this game is going to be a place in where you need to have contingency plans and backup plans. Mm, absolutely. Like, it really is just like, and that's like my best tip, like, you know, to spoil the video I'm working on. It's just stay focused and know what you're going to do. If you get engaged by someone when you're doing something, don't change the plan. Like, if you uh, know what you're doing, like, if you're in a ship, that you know, there's it has no defensive capabilities whatsoever. Get out of there immediately! Yeah. Like you know, find like you know, go. All right, power the QT drive. You know, am I being jammed or not? What's the closest star? Get just out of atmosphere to the point, and then punch it. Don't do anything else. Don't try and like oh, like open fire back on something. That's what they want you to do. They want to distract you. They want you to throw you off. Yeah. Um. And honestly, like I. I I've had people try and pirate me or like grief me like all the time, especially more that now I've been making content, but mm -hmm. they've never, they've never successfully done it. Not once because I'm just like, all right, I, well, I'm getting the hell out of here. Like I know what my defensive capabilities is and I'm, you know, I'm not here to fight. I'm here to make money. Yeah. Uh, let's, let's go back to hole scraping itself and the fact that it is using a laser. Um, obviously the laser is rather simple, but overall, like you've just described, there's a lot more to the profession. So talking about just hole scraping, how is it in your opinion so far as a, as a gameplay opportunity? Um, I think it's good. I think the, the differences between the, the modules that you use, I think they need to be changed for sure. Like it's. There's the cinch, a braid, and the trawler. And I've actually been having a few arguments with people recently on the org Discord about in my because in my mind, I always say in each video, just use the abraid. Don't and if you're in the vulture, you have the cinch, don't bother with the cinch. And if you're in the reclaimer, don't bother with the trawler. Like they're essentially just sizes of um, you know, you can either gather a, a really precise amount and not burn much, or you can grab a whole large amount, but you'll kind of like waste an excessive amount of it. To me, the abrade is all you need and just like stick with it and go. The the argument for the trawler, like the big one, which, you know, can kind of waste a lot of stuff is that when, if you've got like a large ship that you're scraping, you know, you just kind of like move it over kind of quite fast while there's still a fair amount, 
you know, on that section. And so it's always in that Goldilocks zone of um, getting heaps of it from a lot of it at a time. Mm -hmm. But in my opinion, like, even if you do that and then just leave when it's no good, there's so little ships out there that it's going to, like, why bother when if you just go to the ship pieces and just use your braid and just sit there and go, I'm going to eat every single piece off this thing. And you just slowly go and run it over until you got, you're like, well, I'm not going to leave anything behind. Like if you had like 20, you know, Carracks or <laughs> 890 jumps and you're like, all right, I want to get this all done as fast as possible and like only eat the good bits. Yeah, maybe use the trawler, but no one's making you do that. And there's no reason why you'd want to when there's like, um, like much, um, you know, better pieces out there that you can get for quicker and it's worth more. So, um, so you're saying that the, the trawler, it doesn't necessarily, because what I thought it was, was like the trawler was wide, but it took a while to suck things up, whereas the braid was smaller and, and sucked up the hull faster. But you're saying that the trawler is actually less efficient. It wastes some of the material. Yeah, apparently it like, you know, you won't say like if you scraped, you know, the same, you know, three meters by three meter part and you use the braid versus using like the, the trawler for that, apparently it would burn, like you would lose a bit of that uh, off it. But um, yeah, but I mean, to be honest, I do need to do more experiments with the trawler. I've had a few comments saying like, oh, you were, you know, you were too far away or you were too close or you need to do this. But for every one of those comments that says I was using it wrong or another one, you know, that I, I could have done it better when it came down to it, it's like, all right, well, still there's so little of these ships out there that even if I had the best technique ever you, with the trawler or whatever, it still would come nowhere near the rates that you can get consistently from the ship pieces. Like, because okay, you, yeah. you, you can go out into an asteroid field, scan the whole asteroid field, go there for like 20 minutes, you won't find like at the moment where it stands, you will not find a salvageable ship. You just won't, but you'll come across like five patches of these like uh, salvage pieces, which, as I said, like the large one that is usually within each of them has at like reliably at least 10 to 11 SCU of cargo. And so, you know, 10 <laughs> times 7,700, you do the math. Like, <laughs> that's uh, a lot of money on that, that piece. It's too early like, for math. And, it's like I think for each SCU, okay, let's put it this way: for each SCU of cargo that you get from a ship piece, I think it's like twenty-four seconds for one whole, right? Twenty-four seconds. Yeah. If you go after any other ship, um, it's and you're scraping like just a you know a carrick or an energy jump or whatever, it's like a minute twenty to get one SCU from it. Okay, that's oh, and even if like you know I my game by so much more percent using you know the trawler correctly and all that it would still be multiple times longer to fill the exact same amount from it that when you've got all those like shit pieces everywhere why would you do anything else it's interesting. like it doesn't yeah it doesn't make sense like it does that's why like i think the trawler the cinch and how much the values of just derelict ships in general and these ship pieces have i think that does need to be looked at again um because as in my books it there's no reason to use anything other than braid the braid and go after the ship pieces as it stands that's i'd say it's the meta 
Yeah, I, I think it would make sense if the trawler actually did get through the hull faster, but still was less efficient. Because maybe you just want to, like you said, go for mass over actual material. Like maybe you, you're in a place where it's dangerous. Um, you know pirates will be around, but you don't necessarily want to leave anything unfinished. So you kind of just want a way to clear it quickly, even if you're getting less mm -hmm. material. There is some points on some ships where if you scrape like a wing, you'll actually scrape the material on the top side and also the bottom side. Like if there was a head, like a, a salvaging head that did that in particular, like that would be cool. Like, you know, say it meant if I, if you scraped a ship, you would scrape the top side and the reverse side of it at the same uh -huh. time. But like it burnt, like it wasted uh, like a large amount of what you get from it. Then, you know, essentially you could justify like getting to a larger ship, <laughs> like clearing it for as much like salvage as you could and then like getting out of there and yeah. moving on to like another one yeah but i think that they need to have like a lot of uh amount of rmc on those derelict ships as well anyway because I, I, I honestly just there's i get angry when i see people on streams and they're they're scraping anything other than ship pieces i know that there's c2 <laughs> there are like good c2s out there that you can salvage and they're, they're apparently worth quite a, a bit but there's also crap C2s out there that you know aren't worth a bit and they're just especially now they're just so rare that there's no way that you could like if you're going out going huh no way C2s are worth heaps like you know and you went out and you were only looking for C2s you would find one and like cool you made a good bit of money off that but if you were just going after those salvage pieces like consistently you'd have like a million dollars <laughs> yeah um so salvage itself feels it feels pretty good in your opinion the whole scraping yeah i mean when it's working i think like the we're really only going to see what like in clear vision what is best and what is worst you know once as i said like you know once it's live once we've got pez filling up you know uh sites with lots of ships and stuff like once that happens and we see what it's like off the rails for, for a while would you know we can have a lot better idea of where things are kind of outweighed or whatever but as it stands it's fine like especially knowing that how munching in that is like on the cards already it's not something that hopefully we don't wait like years for um yeah it's cool and it's cool i make money i like i'm i'm keen to stick get in there just to start making good money you know and it not be wiped the next day and does it feel like it's both something that adequately can be entertaining for a solo player as like a regular style of gameplay, but also for groups of people? Do you think it hits both of those, at least aims towards both those sweet spots? I think for a solo player, it hits the, I'm just a solo player, but I'm going to go out there and get money. You know, like I'm here to make money. Like it, that plus... If you're just gonna like spend a bunch of time while you're watching something on Netflix or whatever, it's a chill way to do it. Right? You know, it's kind of like you can, you can get used to it, you can get a good rhythm. Like, you know, you don't have to kind of focus too much, and it's nice. But then when you have like a bunch of people, not only does that kind of money number go all the way up, but you actually have the first proper multi-crewed ship, other than just like get on the guns, Barry. Like you're doing something together where everyone has a different function like it's the it's proper multi-crew gameplay yeah. and that in star citizen in general is heaps of fun so like that 
um, is fun in its whole own way. And like, that's why I said in my org that I have like a rule that like anyone that goes out on a mission on a crew, everyone gets an equal uh, fair cut of the profits from that. And so it's like, you always have that sensation of like, when I go out with these guys, it's going to be really profitable. Like, you know, when I do a good job, I've got to like, you know, it means everyone's like working on the mics together. You know, everyone's like keeping uh, their communication up. If someone can't get, you know, the right piece of the <clears throat> the salvage from the angle that they're at, they're going to speak up. You know, if someone has having a problem over here, they're going to speak up because they know that it slows the whole thing down. Yeah. And that just like, you know, that is the dream. That is the multi-crew gameplay that everyone wants from Star Citizen. And as it stands, it is the best in the Reclaimer. It is nice to finally get to get in a ship and feel like you have a job that's not just shooting or flying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, and it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to end with either you being there still or not. <laughs> <laughs> um, so to, to summarize, it's feeling good. You're enjoying it as a yeah. good solo player. What is, what is something that you want to see improve? Let's say this is Salvage T1, and mm -hmm. let's just for this podcast now, this is not what CIG has said, might not even be true. Let's say hole munching was T3, right? What would you want to be, see done with T2 to, to make the, the whole scraping a lot better? Um, like if it was only scraping, but they didn't yeah, put like but they needed stuff to in improve there. it, like mining is. I, I would say getting like the drone bay online. Like if I was able to have like, you know, my scrapers, you know, going wherever the ship was facing, but then you had the drones also scraping. So you could have people kind of like going to the opposite side and those hard to reach spots to like also be scraping and then delivering those little boxes one by one, like through the port and all right, time to move on. Make sure the drones have like, you know, docked back in at the top kind of thing, like having to coordinate, uh, more variant aspects of hull scraping would be really cool. Like having if the drones were like tiny little vultures, essentially, you know, like if you had little two little <laughs> vulture operators sitting in, in a back room where the gameplay is slightly different because, you know, you've got to like dock that thing back, you know, while, uh, you know, before you like jet out of there. Otherwise, you know, they're going to be left behind. And you're going to lose money from that and you've got to be on time. Otherwise, you know, time is money when you're salvaging. Yeah. I honestly can't wait to see, um, and I think this is something that they mentioned when it came to hole munching, I guess, or, or maybe getting the, the um, what's it called, uh, components. I, this is actually probably something that we'll see more in line with what you were talking about, how they have ship segments, but they talked about salvage charges in the past, where you'd have to go out and plant a, ch a charge on the hull, kind of like, I guess, how mining gadgets work in order mm. to like blow it open and get deeper it within. I'm really excited for that. Yeah, I mean that well that makes sense as well with like the munching stuff where it's like, well, you can't just put a whole C2 in your mouth. Like if you had to, you know, get out or send a drone to go place an explosive at like the right sort of like um like the lynch point of it. And so it, it cut it in half to those like edible pieces. Yeah. And then you could munch it. Like, yeah, that would be a, a you know, that that's all adding those different variants of gameplay and stuff to it that the whole profession isn't too complicated. Like, you know, use your tractor beam, <laughs> sit in the chair and point the laser. But it's like how all those different kind of pieces all come together that provide like that show what you're doing and how like complex it is and all the different yeah. points that you need to 
um, keep under control at the same time. I've got one more question for you. Yeah, yeah. With whole with whole scraping, we fill up a a uh, a vulture in just a few minutes. Like if you're doing really well, you can fill it up five to ten minutes. Um, what do you think is going to happen when they introduce hull munching, which yeah. would well probably take up a lot more space? I tell you what, this is, I've had a change I've wanted to make to the vulture for ages, and each time I mention it in like people's chat, they kind of brush over it. But I think people need to get serious with this idea because I I got good ideas, man. Okay, this is what imagine. Open open your eyes. All right. You ready to see the light? Open the back door. You open the back door. And that you, when you poo one of the little boxes of RMC out, it just pushes one back. And so you can do that by four, but if one, when you keep doing that, it just starts jettisoning them into space. So then that way, it's way easier for a third-party escort ship to come by and like grab them up. And you're also doing that risk versus reward thing because it's not that you can just pick up unlimited amount if you're out there in a vulture you can't just keep doing that you're just gonna make a giant cloud of rmc how are you ever going to get that back to sell and the longer that you stay in that one area where you're doing that pooping out those boxes the bigger target you're going to be to someone who's going to like uh not necessarily even a pirate just someone who's like holy crap there's a giant snail trail of boxes <laughs> of loot out there with seven and like 7.7k like i want that so the longer that you do that for you're making yourself a larger target but by getting other people to help you to take care of that, you're like you're gonna want to get people to take care of you to come and do that. At the moment, saying like, "Oh, hey, can you come out with your ship and then park your ship behind me and then leave your ship and then come sit in my like backway and then Tetris them one by one and then Tetris them slowly over an idiot." That's boring. It's a, like you know, it's a, it's a sucker's like job that's it's hard to get someone to come and do that for you and at the speed that the vulture does it it's not that profitable but as a pilot if you didn't have to constantly go up and down that bloody ladder the entire time and you could just sit there and just you know salvage 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 and then you know the problem is what you're going to do with all this stuff like if you if you could like you know just get a c2 to rock up at that point and then their job that they need to do is just like, you know, tractor beam them over one by one in like one big job instead of like one big job, but spread over like an hour or two's time of tractor yeah. beaming. Like that's, that is boring. Making giant poo clouds of like of salvage. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> Space poo clouds. You're, you're kind of taking yeah. away that artificial limitation and just asking the pilot, how do you want to handle this? Yeah. And like, you know, because... Like, obviously, you don't want your loot just to be floating out in space. Like, they have to handle it. It's not like they're, like, you're just removing the job from them. Yeah. And But people have been like, you know, because people want, like, oh, why doesn't it just stack itself? Or it's like, well, look, that's not going to happen. It's not going to stack itself. But what is realistic and what does open up, like, a value and more gameplay options for Vulture is just push that puppy along. Push it next out. And you open the door, keeps pushing it out. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think I like that idea, and and like if the if the uh, cargo ramp is is down, then you get that error of oh, you have to go and move the boxes and make space. Well, I mean, how funny would it be if like say with those like salvage missions where it's like it's you know the salvage is apparently you know worth a lot, and you get you've got the contract for it. Imagine you go there one time and there's like ten vultures. <laughs> 
and they just amidst all these clouds of like RMC and these boxes. Like, one, I would pirate that. I, I don't even like pirating. I'll go for it because I'm like, oh my god! Like, <laughs> if I went back and got this ship, like that's free. Like, I can just back up a Corsair. Into this cloud and grab it all, and then you'd have all these really aggro vultures. <laughs> <laughs> like the game, the game, what would happen just from like the players reacting, like would be hilarious. And itself. the thing is, that's it's not. What I, that's what I want. It's not their ownership, so it's like you're not technically stealing their stuff. Yeah, yeah, and I think, like, honestly, I think salvage. There shouldn't be. Uh, like a um you know a pay cut that you get from it anyway like they still want it to be that even if someone in your party goes to sell it that it's considered stolen cargo like at the moment that's actually like broken in game where they still can as long as it's stored and you, they can sell it at the same amount i think it should stay that way yeah like absolutely make it worth their time you know don't cut it down so that you know that's stupid like if someone worked hard for it it's still that resource should still be worth it yeah, and it also it makes it harder for players to interact with each other and be like, hey, uh, can you go trade this stuff in and, and sell it? And we're just working together. You sell it and give me the stuff that, you know, give me half the cut. It kind of sucks Absolutely. if it was going to be marked as stolen. That'd be, that'd be very Yeah, annoying. and uh, that and the bed logging situation drives me insane at the moment. Like the fact that if you have like your party on a ship with you, you can't bed log. They can't bed log out either like it's like oh someone else is on your ship even if you have a dead body in your ship you cannot bed log because that's counted as like an intruder on your ship mm -hmm. like that, yeah, that completely that's... like what's the point of having like crew bunks like it's and, and people have just said like oh it's because they they still haven't settled like you know if someone logs on that doesn't own the ship like what authority do they have like can they access main inventory can they just fly it i say just yes of course, if you have someone on your party and they're like bedlogging in your ship and they're able to do that stuff, why would they lose that capability if you're not online? Of course they should. Like, I think, honestly, it's just they need to sit down, they need to buy a bunch of pizzas at CIG, they need to get the whiteboard out, and they need to go, we're not finishing, we're not, no one's allowed to leave until all the pizza's gone and we've finished out exactly what the rules for bedlogging is with the groups, because I think it's stupid that, that it hasn't been settled. It literally just stops multi-crew gameplay in its tracks because it's like all right we're, we're crew we've all been out here we've had this great time i'll see you next time all right now i've got to drop you you off at your parents michael all right i need to take <laughs> beth over to her boyfriend's place yeah. where do you live to all right i'll get you get like no like and then i've got to see off all the guests from the party before i go to bed no just stop <laughs> yeah it seems like it's kind of a one of those pes complications they have to they have to get figured out yeah i mean I, in my mind if someone you're in a group with like if everyone logged off and then that person logged back on and then they got up to shenanigans great i yes. want the chance for shenanigans yeah I, I want yeah exactly i i like you shouldn't have let this person in your party if there was a chance that you didn't trust them like that that's i want to see that youtube video of what that person gets up to to be honest that is i think I think we're going through that period of time right now. Over the last year, ever since really 315, um, and probably going on and on for multiple years from now, I think we're going through that period of time where everybody's realizing you got to get more serious playing Star Citizen. For me, 
I've definitely not taken it seriously. I started putting a death counter on my screen just to remind myself. But I think we're <laughs> at that period where people need to start understanding that this game is getting more serious. You're going to have to start to really weigh whether or not you trust people who are just out and about in the verse or in your party. Yeah. And hopefully CIG yeah. can also match that with our options to do that, whether that's muting people, giving them certain roles on a ship, restricting their roles, locking our stuff. There's a lot that's going to yeah, need things, to be done. Things have been too temporary, for sure. You're right. Things have always been, up until now, it's like, well, I can just crash my ship. <laughs> like, okay, like, it doesn't matter. So, fine, let's get Barry. Let's get this person. Let's get all these, like, Rams I don't know on stream. Sure, come on, because nothing really matters when it comes down to it at the end. But, like, what I think we are trading off, and I think, like, what goes to your point is... Um, what a really good time in the game feels like versus a good time being stopped not by the game but by other people's actions like right and so like the benefits of having a good crew that know what they're doing uh you know fun and funny to play with you know good sports that you know uh are there to like you know be a crew member like what the experience can deliver to people from that i think now as you said like is right it's getting to the point where it's it's that good that you want to reassurably make that happen as much as possible. Yep. Agreed. Well, Dead Leader, I'd like to thank you so much for joining me for this episode. This has been a great talk about salvage. I honestly, it, yeah, it, no, it jogged fun. my mind to, to look into it a little bit differently, and I'm excited. I'm really well, pumped for it. Once it's live, we'll, do, um, we'll go on a mining mission, a salvage mission once it's all live. And, Absolutely. Uh, and try and keep a tight ship, you know? Keep a yeah. tight ship, see how much money we can make. Oh, because that's the thing I really want to yes. make happen as well. I really want to, like, start competitive salvaging, where essentially, like, you, like, start a timer and be like, all right, like, what's the most a crew of this many can make in, like, two hours' time, you know? Like, you mm -hmm. know, and it's all about the, the this amount of crew and over this amount of time, like, how much AUEC can someone make? And, like... The idea of getting crews really like working well to like as best as possible, like keep on that loot, keep on that loot, <laughs> keep scraping, like learning how to do everything as efficiently as possible. And then like, uh, like turning that into a competition, especially with like, you know, they've got the new timer uh, in as well. So you can, that's really easy to like uh, start the timer in your HUD and then like go and just record that to be able to um, get your your final figure i think there's lots of uh space for fun yeah. games and oh, it's now. gonna be good we'll be in touch definitely let's do a let's do a, a stream or a gameplay session doing some salvage i'm looking forward to that yeah yeah hopefully the elevator will work <laughs> hopefully <laughs> so to uh to wrap things up now what we're gonna do is normally i host a q okay not normally the last couple of weeks i've been starting to host a q a with guests afterward where we have some questions from supporters live and also from folks who have just tuned into our Discord throughout the week. Um, but since this one's actually a little bit smaller, I, I kind of dropped the ball on getting it announced earlier. We only have a few questions. So instead of doing a separate recording, I'm just going to go ahead and roll right into the Q&A off of this. But before we get into that, uh, I want to give you one more chance just to let people know where they can find your content, what kind of content that is. Yeah, sure. Just, just YouTube pretty much dead leader as it's spelt below d-e-d -E leader uh i mean i was i made like a twitch channel but i i couldn't find my name available on there 
And so I was like, you know what? I can't really be asked streaming anyway. I think I prefer just to make this stuff. So pretty much there. And from there, you can find my uh, the Skull Scraper Discord and uh, where we organize salvaging things from there if you're ever interested. Cool. And all that will be linked in the show notes down below for all of you lovely folks. But let's roll straight into the Q and A. So uh, a lot of the a lot of these questions are when questions. So I'll probably just skip over those because neither of us really have any answer for that. <laughs> um, but we I will ask the first one from Rigaden. Uh, when are we likely to get ship munching? I've seen bits and pieces of it popping up on the roadmap, and uh, I have a feeling. It's going to be, if not 319, then uh, four. Like, I think it's going to happen, like, you know, this within a year kind of thing. It, it seems like they they actively have people still working on salvaging, and it's not salvaging, like, hull scraping as it stands. Like, the, they seem to have stopped work on that, but I think it's probably happening hand-in-hand hand with the engineering developers as well. It, yeah, and vehicle tractor beams, I think, would probably be something. Yeah. Now, I'm I'm looking yeah. at it on the progress tracker, and they do have scheduled work finishing up this month. Um, granted, that is a year-old report from June 8th, so we don't necessarily know that. The thing is, we're only seeing upstream engineering teams. We're not seeing any sort of uh, audio or visual effects people working on it. So I'm thinking you're right. It's probably later, uh, later than sooner. I'm thinking like 3.20 towards the end of the year, maybe. Yeah, I reckon it could be like, um, you know how they were saying that they're going to do those point patches where mm -hmm. there's still going to be a, a, a fair amount into it. I reckon it'll be a three, yeah, 319 point, you know, something. One of those sort of numbers, I, I've got a feeling. I think like they were, last year they drip fed us some pretty significant um gameplay updates in those point patches and i reckon it'll be in, in one of those ones uh, yep. but i have i heard a lot of stuff of it sounding like that it's been pretty actively worked on i didn't they didn't just drop it when hull scraping happens with that yeah way. yeah another question for rigaden uh it's a when question but i guess i will rephrase it a little bit for you um <laughs> by adding do you think when do you think physicalized ship weapons and components will enter the game Mm. Well, yeah, I guess that is that's a hard one, hey. Like once again, you'd think it would be tied to the engineering stuff, and so I mean, you haven't seen that latest engineering video, have you either? No, I haven't watched that. I'm about to watch that right after this. Yeah, right after. Well, I mean, like take that into consideration for it because it seems that they say like, you know, we're not saying a date, but let's say it's it's certainly coming. It's going to be a lot sooner than people think. Um, I think it's going to be tied with that. I, I think it would probably be right after, but I think there is a lot of programming that they have to do in tandem with it about like moving physical pieces um, and what that happens to the grid of engineering and all that, <clears throat> and like what's the condition of a uh, physical component um, because it, you know you got they've got to repair it. It's all about repairing and maintaining those parts and how effective they are. And if they don't know what some of those variables are, variables are going to be during that engineering sort of you know uh, 
rework, then they're not going to know how that's going to affect uh, salvaging it and sort of fixing those pieces up and what that would be for, you know, for someone else once they're sort of reused or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So I'd still, like, uh, the optimist in me is saying it's still within that, like, you know, um, uh, you know, 19 to 4.0 kind of thing. Like, we're still looking over this year. These are all sort of, like, I think they're all going to happen at, at different points, but I've got no idea, to be honest, of, like, which order they're going to happen. Mm-hmm. I'll say this, uh, again, with the tractor beams, but they've been talking about vehicle tractor beams in the monthly reports. That's and one definitely of those, coming. That's yeah. definitely happening. And one of those most recent things they added was uh, the ability to pull items off of ships. So, like, allowing you to lock your ship exterior down so people can't pull things off, but also the ability for those tractor beams to disconnect weapons and stuff. So, definitely in the works. Interesting, because I read that as just, like, a purely just, like, locking cargo on the cargo grid. As in, like, if you want someone to be able to pull cargo off that cargo grid, then you unlock it. So you're not just getting a pirate to come by and just pull it straight out of there and zoom off with their tractor beam. But that makes total sense as well. The idea of being able to discern, like, you know, I'm holding on to this, but now I want you to yank something off it now. Yeah. <laughs> like, as a second kind of um, ability to it. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, another question from Rigaden. Will munched uh sorry uh will munching a ship produce rmc or a different resource not really we can't really know that you can't know it i've got a feeling it is rmc but that being said perhaps maybe uh the boxes like the size of the boxes that come out maybe they will be different because with the cargo you know the larger um you know, hull C and that coming out that can only take those big, is it like 32 SCU size yeah. crates or something? Mm-hmm. Like maybe the what you will produce, you'll be able to produce a larger um, box like that. Um, and so maybe that is something that could be a differential between them. Mm-hmm. But that's totally just off my head. Uh, another question from Rigaden. Uh, will other in-game objects be salvageable like derelict sites uh scrap littering hurston space debris around planets and moons old space stations stuff like that no no because there's too much like when it comes to programming um all the like the meshing for different items and stuff with the ships that was like a massive sort of job for them to make sure that each thing that they made had multiple layers like underneath it had all the the beams and all the wiring and all that stuff <clears throat> the idea of them having to go through like and they'd be working on that res tool stuff to like place those parts and stuff around the the verse they've done so much of that at this point with no plans of doing anything like that that to go through and to give extra functionality just to the meshing of just everything and then the potential problems that could come up through that it's i just think that's one of those things that from a developer standpoint they'd sit there and just go like we're not we're not adding. We're not adding that extra work in for no reason. <laughs> yeah, it would be nice. That, if it that was... being said, you can scrape with your multi-tool within Armistice Zone. So I've been in Cousin Crows with uh, and just like scraped entire ships or got the Crusader like oh, the floor. I, I I scraped a full Inferno that was on the floor there. I, I shot all this video, but I'm like, I don't know what to do with it. I was like, maybe I'll do a thing where I got a job at Cousin Crows. And what I did is I went and I scraped all the ships that was in there, but then I repaired them. 
So it had that like crappy silver like foil oh, job no. over all of them. <laughs> but yeah, but I'm like, yeah, like I misheard them saying like, oh, you want me to scrape that? And then go, oh, wait, they didn't want me to. Oh, I better go like, put it back. Then I'm like, I don't know how to edit this. So I didn't do anything with it, but I might use the footage later on. It's yeah, that sounds like a fun video. Um, okay, I've got one more from, from this group that I'm going to go ahead and give you, and then we're all done. Uh, Rigadin asked, will the elevator and the reclaimer get a cargo grid to hold salvage on the I way wish. to the... Yeah. I yeah, that... hope. It, it has, like, the picture, like, the, the on the floor of the elevator, it actually has, like, what a lot of other ships do as, as signaling that it's a cargo grid. And it, like, moving up and down, it's just, like, they bounce everywhere, they fall through the bottom of the elevator. That whole elevator needs to be fixed, and yeah. it 100% needs a cargo grid, because there's no way that the largest cargo grid in there is on a whole other level where there's no other access point. So you need to move cargo via that elevator. You and can drop them down the back, right? The boxes? You, no, you can drop them like out the butthole. But if you just drop them at the back, it goes to the, the level below, but there's no cargo grid down there. Oh, okay. So, like, you can't snap them to anything once they're there. It's, like, another level below in the salvaging hold oh. uh, that has the best cargo grid. And that one down there, you can stack them, like, multiple high. So that's why I was saying that with the elevator currently in the state that it is, it caps, It pretty much caps how much you can salvage in the reclaimer um, before you've just got to go home and you've reached the max. Because if it's not on the cargo grid, I I don't trust it. I don't trust keeping cargo off the grid because it just at so many times it just fades through stuff it blows shit up it kills people yeah um and i'm i'm not here for some workplace accident on in my world you know <laughs> we have a lot of those in star citizen <laughs> well elevators and star citizen name a better duo right from what i understand they're tough they're, they're difficult to do and star citizen is a pretty complex game so i hope well, they can't figure it out they it's tough for them because they made it tough for them. This is another thing I've got a video where I'll get another pet peeve off okay. my chest about elevators here. Elevators are actually beloved by game developers. I work in game development and the elevator is what's known as a perfect cutaway. Like, you know, everyone's trying to hide loading screens all the time. Uh, so like by hiding like, you know, things that are in the persistent world around them so they can narratively make it feel like you're going through uh, you know, an area, and then, <clears throat> and then, like you know, you walk into a box, closes, <laughs> everything despawns around you, and then Blair has no idea, no idea. They're hearing the sound of an elevator. They don't know that everything's just despawned and respawned, and making sure everything looks perfect for the doors open again. Yeah, and boom, the doors open. It's like, oh, thank God, they're a gift to game developers. But <laughs> but CIG insists on not making that the system. They go, like, no, no, the doors close. The player has no idea whatsoever, but we're going to then physically fling them around the map and they're going to be loading all sorts of data, all sorts of data being passed here to there to all the other players around them, all this other stuff that's just clogging it up and making it so difficult that it just doesn't work. Like it should just be, you know, quote unquote, a magic box. They could do that and you would never know that that's what happened. Just make the, the tag, like your player tag, be the thing that travels that path. So then you can be watched, you know, Another player in your group can see, oh, they're moving via elevator just because the ID tag is going through because the ID tag's not going to like 
fall through the meshing of the ground or whatever. It doesn't need like a, be a physical box, but it's just ridiculous. That but gone but there are a lot of that. like ship elevators where you can see people as they're going up and down the elevator. Ship elevators are different. Ship elevators are, are totally different. I'm, I'm. This is more my ramble about like uh, planet like based space or, okay. or gotcha. space station elevators where they can like you know the the physical box can kill you, like the object container can push you through the mesh and all that sort of thing. That's all like that's their own problem that they invented themselves which drives me mad but no 100 on the ships that that is something that's extremely difficult doors in general in video games are very difficult to program um so i've heard because there's so much physics going on with them um and like yeah like that it just changes heaps of uh, other variables sort of around them and and, and i totally get 100 why the caterpillar um doesn't have the elevator side doors yet but I think that's also a bit of a an engineering issue. They could have figured that out if they really sat there. Once again, the room filled with pizza. No one leaves until the caterpillar has elevator doors. Yeah, I think that that needs to happen for a few things. Yeah, once they're actually forced to do it, I'm sure they'll mm. they'll get the pizza and take take care of it. <laughs> All right. Well, that's it for the uh, Q and A portion. Just want to say one more time, thank you so much for joining me, Dead Leader. This was a great talk. Mm. No, thank you for inviting me on. It was yeah, it was good fun. Yeah, uh, and thank you everybody who has been listening, whether you're on YouTube or on audio platforms. Where, of course, we're hosting this ad-free, supported by our supporters on Patreon, YouTube, or Kofi, who are able to come and join the show live and ask questions and chat with guests and all that hoopla. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in. Hope you've enjoyed this one, episode 94. Still on the road to uh, episode 100. We're doing something a little special for that, so stay tuned maybe subscribe or follow or leave a review for the podcast if you enjoy it otherwise thanks one last time for coming and uh see you all next week